everybody, and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and boy, has it been a minute. I uh, We are moved successfully into our new home, so that is the, one of the main reasons why I haven't made a recording in a while. Also, obviously, the coronavirus. So we'll start this episode by uh, just doing a little housekeeping, let you know where things are at on my end. And then uh, we're going to be talking all things Star Wars today. I'm going to talk briefly about a couple movies that I saw in the meantime, but today is May the 4th, so may the 4th be with you all as we celebrate uh, one of the best sagas, stories, and uh, worlds that ever has ever existed. So... Uh, like I said, we just moved into our new house a, a week or so ago, uh, and it's been great. A lot of uh, moving around and unpacking and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, man, you know, it, when I think about this podcast, it, it feels like that's kind of what hurts a lot in regards to movies because uh, it's been probably, what, a month now, maybe more uh, since we've been to the theater, and I'm really feeling it. I, I wish we could go back. I wish... Uh, we could go see anything in theaters at this point, but at this uh, at this time, obviously, we are staying home and, and staying safe. But uh, yeah, so it's tough to talk about stuff when there's no new things to talk about. Uh, but there have been some new things that we've been watching. So quarantined in our house, uh, my wife and I have caught up on a ton of things on Disney Plus, along with some shows that we've started watching. So uh, we checked out that Dolphin Reef disney plus uh documentary from national geographic from disney nature narrated by natalie portman and uh, it was really fun really cute uh great to watch on a big screen on 4k the just underwater scenes always get me and then we actually watched the documentary of the making of the movie as well which was really cool because we kept going like how did they get that shot uh so that was really nice i highly recommend it and then uh, we rewatched The Parent Trap, which was awesome. Uh, I love that movie, and my wife loves that movie. And the reason we watched it was because she was like, hey, have you heard this theory that Lindsay Lohan actually had a twin and uh, that they like killed so that there wouldn't be a twin? Crazy, crazy conspiracy. And I was like, there's no way this is true. She's like, we should watch this movie and see. And I'm like, all right, that sounds good. And so you know, about 20 minutes in the movie, she looks at me. She's like, I, I don't think there was a twin. I'm like, no, no, there wasn't a twin. You can clearly tell that they're using some very old uh camera tricks to make it look like there are two of them but no they're, they're no twin definitely debunked speaking of debunked though um uh, go, oh by the way though i will say this i as much as i love that movie uh being older now and watching it that is the worst premise for a movie ever uh a husband and wife get married they fall in love they have twins and then they decide to get divorced and separate the twins and agree to never tell the other twin about their twin or bring it up in any type of conversation forever. That, to me, sounds like a recipe for disaster. And the worst part about it is there is never a scene in here where they truly get the brunt of their child's uh, torment, I guess you could say, in regards to that. Like, I would be livid if my parents said, oh, surprise, by the way, haha, there's, you have a twin and it just so happened you met them at summer camp. <laughs> we weren't really planning that. Whoops. That's, uh, that's my bad. I would be furious. I, I, it'd be hard to forgive them for sure. But uh, they get back together in the end. So I don't think it's the, you know, the worst thing in the world. 
Uh, but in terms of shows, my wife and I have been watching uh, Ghost Adventures and Kim's Convenience. So uh, for those of you unfamiliar with Ghost Adventures, I'm looking at it here. Holy cow, 269 episodes. It's on Hulu, and it's just seasons, I think, 8 through 15. I don't know why the other ones aren't on there. But uh, I, I've loved that show ever since I was in college. It, it follows uh, Zach Bagans uh, and uh, Aaron Goodwin and then Jay and Billy – uh, as they investigate uh, very haunted places, getting really great footage of ghost encounters, that sort of thing. Nick Groff is in it uh, in the earlier seasons, but I, I did some some digging, and I'm pretty sure that he left the show because he had a child and, and wanted to spend time with the child. Makes total sense. But uh, uh, when I was in college, this show came out, and it started in 2008, so this came out right before I was in college, but I got super into this show in college to the point where I went to a uh, like a, a go a meetup like a, I guess you could call it, not a con but uh, essentially a meetup with the Ghost Adventures crew at the Stanley Hotel in uh, Colorado and it was like a thing where you paid you went there and you got to meet meet and greet got to shake their hands get some uh, autographs and pictures and they had a presentation they had a bunch of people there that talked about like ghost type stuff and uh, different types of equipment that you could purchase to find ghosts like uh, EM emf detectors and evp type things uh it was really cool and then you could pay even more to spend the night at the stanley with the ghost adventures crew doing an investigation i did not do that but i did recently find my piece of paper that i had all of the people sign which was really cool and some photos on my uh, on my computer but so it was just really nice to go back to this and see that they are still doing stuff that they are still finding uh places and it's a really interesting show to watch because um whether you believe in ghosts or not, the evidence is very interesting. And, and what's an enjoyable about this show is you can watch it with two different lenses. And I have. You can watch it as a full-on ghost believer, and you can watch it as a skeptic. And and it, no more proven than when my wife and I watch it. There's a lot of episodes that legitimately scare us. We're like, oh my god! Like the the stuff that they catch on camera, the stuff that they catch on their recordings is just too much to be able to say this is fake or this is made up but then there are other instances where you're like well wait a minute like this is a reality show they literally do the same thing every episode like half the episode is interviewing people who are familiar with the hauntings and then the other half of the episode is them investigating it that sort of thing uh and so like for example there was one episode and i would highly recommend this episode just i would love to hear your thoughts on what type of not necessarily person you are but how you feel about ghosts sort of thing it is i believe season 15 uh it's the final episode it's called the goat man's bridge and it's it's a bridge in uh in denton texas where my, i have a cousin who lives in denton and uh it's they get some insane stuff like stuff that i've never seen before like aaron uh, and actually, I'm not going to tell you what happens because I wouldn't. I don't want to have you have any preconceived notions of it. But in this case, my wife and I watched this one. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Like we were kind of shaking by the end of it. But then uh, I had my uh, my my brother and my cousin and his wife over at the house this weekend for housewarming. And I was telling them about it, like, oh, you know, this, 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 this. And they're like, let's watch it. And so we watched it, and I would I would say that my I think definitely my brother is a little more skeptical about those sort of shows. We're always kind of making fun of those types of like, oh, I'm the big muscular guy, Zach Bagans, and and uh, oh, I'm about to catch a ghost, 
And uh, I and I don't feel that way all the time, but I I can feel that way. So when we watched it the second time, we were all laughing our asses off while we were watching it. Like it it just seemed really funny, and uh, which was not at all what I felt the first time watching it. So there's definitely some differences when you're when you're watching it through different lenses. But overall, I love the show. I love supernatural stuff. So uh, it's it's just been really fun to watch it. My wife gets really scared. Uh, and then Kim's Convenience is all on Netflix, uh, four seasons. We are almost done, I think, with the fourth season. Uh, really enjoying the show. I I'm can try to compare it to Schitt's Creek only because they're both Canadian shows. And I would say it's not as funny as Schitt's Creek, but it's still a really funny show. So like, if you're looking for a comedy to watch and something that you don't only have a season of, it's perfect. I think it's great. It does a really good job of showing a really interesting family dynamic, uh, especially with like the father and the brother, who and the brother who's playing Played by Simu Liu, who is going to be Shang Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings in uh, May, is in it, and so that has just been a joy to watch. He is amazing, and uh, I cannot wait to see him as Shang Chi. And then movie-wise, the only two movies that I've seen since making and recording the last, uh, besides obviously Parent Trap, like I said, and some other stuff, we we, we watched Onward, and we watched uh, was it watching some Finding Nemo. We've been watching a lot of Disney stuff, but I watched Okja on Netflix by Bong Joon Ho. Uh, a really good movie, really awesome. Shout out to one of my favorite K-pop bands, Twice. There is an actual Twice coaster uh, poster in uh yes it's twice coaster but uh twice coaster poster on the girl's inner bedroom i was like oh that's so cool but it's a really good movie i i liked it definitely not as good as like parasite but in terms of if you're looking for a good story i liked it a lot i thought it was a really great commentary on uh kind of capitalism and consumption kind of the sort of thing that bong joon ho is really good at telling stories about and then the other one was also another uh, uh japanese movie but uh, it's called The Sword of Doom. And this was a Criterion movie that I had purchased, uh, one that I had purchased that I hadn't seen before. And I, I do that typically when these sales come around uh, for Criterion. I'll, I'll pick out a couple of movies that I've never seen just to test them out because when the sale comes around, the movies are 20 bucks, And that's basically the same price as a, a movie ticket, especially for one of these types of movies. Like You're going to probably pay 20 bucks to go see Sword of Doom at your local independent theater, not necessarily the, the matinee showing at an AMC. Uh, but it's The Sword of Doom is in... Uh, made in 1966 by uh, directed by uh, Kihachi Okamoto and it actually has uh, uh, what's his, his name? Mifun in it to- Toshiro Mifun from uh, Kurosawa movies Kurosawa fame he's in this movie as kind of a side character but what I found most interesting about this film is it is about a bad guy the whole film surrounds this evil man and uh, he is He's just kind of crazy. His name is Ryanosuke, and he has, I guess, the Sword of Doom, but he's just a bad person. So the movie opens up with him killing a couple of people for what appears to be no reason at all, and I'm probably going to need to rewatch the movie. But uh, you kind of start to see that he's he's like a really, really good... It would be the equivalent of watching a movie about Darth Maul or some other, like a movie about Thanos. It, it just somebody who is absolutely brutal, mean, uh, you know, emotionally vacant and evil. And the worst part about it, though, is there's a lot of terrible, 
um, kind of misogynistic things that take place in this movie. And so I would say for the time period, uh, it's it's a good movie. It's actually a great movie. Uh, it takes place in the, the late 1800s. So it's the stuff makes sense. But looking at a lens of today, it's like, wow, that's terrible. And so I and I'll preface that because I was not expecting that in the movie as well. So the movie uh, the second piece of it is he's again this expert swordsman who is like one of the best swordsmen alive and so everyone's kind of afraid of him as well and so he's he's cocky in that regard that he knows that he can't lose and uh, part of that's because he's like emotionally gone like he, there's a lot of scenes where he's just staring out at nothing and kind of going crazy but he's scheduled to fight this guy in a training match and obviously they can die in the training matches but they use wooden swords his the guy's wife comes to him and says like hey this man is my brother uh what could like can you please not fight him and as as she's explaining this she accidentally says her husband and so you're like oh okay this is her husband this is at the very beginning of the movie and he and this is where i was like oh so he's kind of like an anti-hero like he's he's kind of a badass uh because obviously again already already displayed that he's a crazy strong fighter And so she's saying this to him, and he says, and this is where I was like, oh, he sounds so cool. He goes, I, like, I have been training my entire life. I have been doing, like, everything I do is is for the battle, for the fight, for doing this. And again, this is the late 1800s in, in feudal Japan. And he says, that that is my creed. That is my, like, closely held belief. If I didn't fight... I wouldn't be able to look at myself the same way again. Like it is, it is, he, he says it is as sacred to me as your chastity is to you, which again, I'm assuming, cause I don't know, I don't know a ton about Japanese culture, but uh, again, context wise, uh, I, the, the women stay chaste at the time, you know, maybe until they're married or only for their husband, whatever the case may be. And so I was like, oh, that's a really good way of looking at it. Like they, they care about that as much. And she's like, please, please. Like, and and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. And so he says, if you can give up your chastity, I'll, I can give up the fight. And that's where I was like, okay, so, you know, he's, that makes total sense. Cause she would never do that. And then she does and I, I, again, I want to spoil this for you guys because that this is something that could be very off-putting for people. What's funny, too, is I didn't really go into spoilers for Lars von Trier's Antichrist, but here I am going into spoilers for a movie from 1960 in a time period for 1870s. But that is what happens. And so you don't really see anything. But the, at that point, this guy immediately goes on your radar as being a terrible person because you're like and, – and the whole time too as it's like she's you know incredibly nervous, scared. You can tell this is killing her and I'm waiting for her to back down and him go, see, that's why I can't not fight. And so uh, he – you know it, it happens the deed is done again you don't see it happen but then the next scene is she goes back to her her place and her her husband is sitting there furious and she's like you know what's wrong and he goes i want a divorce and she's like what why he goes you just went off for and this is again classic 1800s right like he's like you just went off on your own for nine hours or whatever it was he goes and you went to his house and we didn't hear i didn't hear from you since don't you think i know what happened and she's like 
but you don't understand basically like you don't know why i did it like i did it for you basically she's he's like i'm done with you get out of here so she's now like an outcast just the same as he is an outcast and so uh and i won't spoil anything more than that because the fight itself is great because he technically ends up fighting as well because he's a slime ball but the movie is just a really good look at following a terrible person i don't think we get that enough in movies and i I think or maybe we get it just enough because you don't always want to be watching a movie where the bad guy is the main character because it's not fun to see terrible people like that do things but in in the context of this film in the time period the late 60s and then being in the 1800s like i and i see a lot of i watch a lot of japanese and asian cinema and i hadn't seen a single movie like this before where it's this big of a focus on a bad guy typically you know if it is it's the good guy trying to overcome the bad guy but in this case the entire film is essentially the unraveling of this bad guy as his terrible deeds come back to haunt him in many different ways so with all of that said i like i said i would recommend watching this movie but just just to be clear when i saw that scene i was like oh wow that's wrong like that's oh man and so i guess i guess you know we are further along in our society now than things were back in the 1800s so that is the sort of doom uh, and again you know like i said really enjoyed that film so from there ah, that's all that's all that's everything i've seen i mean i've been i've been catching up on shows and stuff uh my my cousin and i had a uh we the week last weekend was for those of you unaware was the the one year anniversary for avengers endgame and then two year anniversary for avengers infinity war and it also happened to be the first weekend i was in our house so i had my whole setup finally done i've got all my movies up and and my you know my tv surround sound i hooked it all up and so i invited my cousin over i didn't invite my brother i told him he's like oh no he goes it does not matter what day it is i will have plans and i was like oh i'm sure you will but so we did a back-to-back watch of avengers infinity war and avengers endgame and i gotta tell you it was phenomenal it was awesome just as good as any other time it was great too that's the first time i have actually watched them back to back uh prior it would have been like i watched one one day and one the other day so it was really nice to do it that way i will say it was a little long it was like woof, you know because we, we finished at like 11 p.m but um but it was worth it it was so worth it and it really made that weekend special not just for moving in but also to celebrate those anniversaries because both of those films really changed my life and affected me in positive ways and so just to be able to continue to have that feeling and not only that but obviously for those of you listening who are on the marvel studios news discord uh great to chat with all of you during that time and 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 talk with you guys about your memories and the things that that happened on those years because hey here we are in 2020 and we have no marvel movies out yet so that's the next piece is is i guess coronavirus thoughts so um and i I apologize in advance again all as i do on all my podcasts this is off the top of my head so we'll 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 get to the the uh, star wars piece of things here first or later but for now we're going to kind of talk about some updates in the news as of right now so again if you follow marvel studios news you're going to be getting this stuff uh but I'll, i'll provide you my take on a couple of these things so marvel has since uh, since the last podcast moved all of their movies back uh, so black widow is now premiering in november shang chi is premiering in may the eternals in february they're all bumped back one date which to me is brilliant it's so perfect i think it's the best thing that they could do uh, because we're patient i mean not 
completely patient, but I'm going to just forget about it, right? I, like last weekend was this weekend, technically, I guess, the, you know, the weekend prior, that was when Black Widow would have come out and it isn't here, nor is any other movie. So I get that there are, here's, here's my thing. I get that there's big problems out there right now. There's a ton. There's a lot of weird stuff going on right now with the coronavirus. I'm starting to see stuff with killer bees um i'm you know, death tolls all that sort of stuff nothing's looking good right now so to complain about this sort of thing seems trivial but uh it's something to complain about anyway we have to have something to take our mind off of things but for me i don't see this as a problem i see this as a good thing my worry was always that after Avengers Endgame, that things would kind of go downhill. I didn't ever think it would happen, but it was a worry nonetheless because you end on such a beautiful note and even have such a great stinger with Spider-Man Far From Home. Like, how do you come back from that? And it's almost as if the world is saying, you know what, let's, let's continue to let that pause, that moment of silence for the end of Avengers Endgame last just a little bit longer. I think that is a huge positive. And, and just in that regard, look at look at how amazing 2019 was in comparison. I still remember, and, and I, I'll never forget, 2019 was not a good year for me. And it was not a good year for my family. Uh, well, I guess it, was, it wasn't the worst year for my family. But in terms of me and my wife, it was, it was a tough year for us. Uh, just health stuff and, and all that sort of thing. So to have the movies that came out in 2019 uh, was was great. It was such a perfect escape for us uh, to go see Rise of Skywalker, Avengers Endgame, um, the others, right? <laughs> I mean, there's other, there's other movies, but just Disney itself put out a lot of endings in 2019. They ended the Skywalker saga. They ended the, the MCU part one, whatever you want to call it, Infinity Saga. Uh, they ended a lot of things. And so can you imagine if somehow, whatever the case may be, some snafu happened and Avengers Endgame it got pushed back to 2020 and then we would never see it, right? Like we would never see it. We'd probably see it in 2021. Like the fact that all the stars aligned despite every person I know, including myself, saying like 2019 sucked, 2019 was terrible, I can't wait for 2020. I look back now on 2019 fondly because of what's happening in 2020. And so the fact that we got to have closure for the Skywalker saga, closure for the Infinity Saga, I say that is just pure luck and such a blessing for all of us. Again, as petty as that sounds for the amount of things and problems that are going on right now, I think that's something we can hang our hat on to say just how lucky we are to have that library of movies to go back to and rewatch until Black Widow comes out in November. So with that said, I hope all of you are staying safe, healthy, um, staying indoors, staying inside, not going out into the crazy world that we're dealing with right now. Uh, I promise if we just wait a couple more months, I think things will be okay. I don't necessarily think things will be better, but I can tell you they're going to be better than if you know you start going out and partying right now. But trust me, the longer you wait, the sweeter it's going to be. And obviously for those of you that work in an industry where you are required to go out in the world... Uh, all <clears throat> I'd say all my thoughts and prayers go out to you, but I do not like that phrase. So I'm just going to say thank you and thank you so much for you going out there and risking your health and risking your energy for those of us who aren't doing that. So uh, I really appreciate that and I'm very grateful. 
And I guess on a side note for that too, I uh, I moved to I'm now permanently work from home for my job. Uh, they actually went to the point of uh, closing the office here in Denver, which uh, actually made uh, news in Columbus. I, I work for Nationwide Insurance, and I'll say that as a plug for Nationwide. Nationwide Insurance has been absolutely amazing through this entire process. They have been so understanding. They have given so much grace to all of us in so many different um, sectors of the business that we work uh, to immediately move all of the associates to work from home for the last few months. And then now uh, they are just, they're going to only having four centralized locations in Columbus, Des Moines, San Antonio, and um, Scottsdale, Arizona. So the Denver office is closed now. So I'm I'm work from home full time, which I'm honestly really excited for. I've been wanting that for a while, but I was not expecting it to come this way. I was not expecting it to come as the office closing. So uh, I still have to figure out how to see all my coworkers again. I have to figure out how to say goodbye to a lot of people. I also have to figure out how to get my stuff from the office. I've got I've still got stuff there. So there's just this virus is affecting everybody differently. And so I, I would advise that to you as well. Please remember that this virus and this whole situation, this whole year is affecting so many people in so many different ways. Maybe that's why that person is being a little more angry at you today. Maybe that's why that person is a little more upset or is grieving a little more than normal is because they're going through something. So please try to have compassion and understanding for those around you. Uh, didn't hit me no more than ever than when I was driving. I, we went and got Wendy's last night. And uh, I was I was in the drive-through. Uh, the the new place we're at actually is like minutes away from everything, which is awesome. We we were out in the country a little bit in the last house, and so um, I'm sitting there and I, and I'd been feeling I've been in a really great mood. I've been in a really great place. Um, just just overall, my mood has been a lot better. And obviously, this is not a soapbox, nor is this a therapy session. But uh, I've just been feeling a lot of gratitude for my life recently. And how, you know, and, and a lot of people I'm sure are feeling that way too of like, you know what, this coronavirus isn't so bad. I, you know, haven't really met anybody who's been affected by it and I just get to stay home all day and now I get to watch all my favorite movies and catch up on TV shows. Yes, that is true. But there are also other sides to the story that I personally had kind of forgotten. And so while I was at uh, driving through the Wendy's drive through um, the lady who took my payment Uh, And I don't know if she meant to or not. And obviously she was wearing a mask, but she's like talking on her her little telecom thing. And this person was probably in her, honestly, it it looked like she was probably in her 40s or 50s. And uh, she says in the line, hey, can you please, please get somebody to cover me? I have to go to my other job. And I like looked at her and she looked at me kind of awkwardly like, oh, you weren't really supposed to hear that. And so I just smiled at her and I gave her I gave her my card and didn't didn't uh, think more of that. But I, I started getting this feeling in me. I was like, I just said it was kind of a reality check for me that there are a lot of people out there right now struggling and struggling to make ends meet for their families because maybe one of maybe a spouse or a family member no longer has a job or is being furloughed or uh, who knows there are just so many instances out there that i have not uh, properly understood and many people out there have properly not understood so again all i'm saying is during this time try and take some time to have some compassion set aside a couple minutes every day not only to think about all of the things that you're grateful for 
but to kind of think about the things that you need to be mindful of too. You to think about the things that other people maybe don't have and and are struggling with right now, and and they need us too. So and all I'll say is when when things do get back to normal, make sure you get out there and make sure I'm gonna say make sure you go get out there and consume, get this economy back up and going. I don't care about that. I'm saying. Get out there and find those businesses that you cared about and support them as best as you can, whether that's your local Wendy's or your local comic book shop or your local movie theater, whatever the case may be, uh, we're going to get through this and hopefully we're going to get out on the better side better, uh, at least having learned and understood more people's perspectives. So again, that's that's the coronavirus update. So um, now for uh, the final piece of this is going to be uh, Star Wars Day. So for Star Wars Day, I wanted to talk about a couple things. First off, for those of you who are unaware, which if you are, a little shocked because it has been blowing up my social media, Rise of Skywalker is now available on Disney+. Plus as is the first episode in the docuseries for The Mandalorian and the final episode for The Clone Wars. I also saw as well, if you guys are a fan of Jedi Fallen Order, the uh, Xbox game or or video game, uh, there's some free DLC that came out today as well as part of this celebration. Not only that, but we got an announcement that Taika Waititi is confirmed to be directing and co-writing a Star Wars movie, as is uh, previous confirmation for the... The, um, there's a woman who is going to be headlining a uh, TV show as well, and I'm, I'm buying myself time while I... Here we go. Academy Award nominee Christy Wilson-Cairns to co-write the screenplay with Waititi. Okay, so that's what it is. And then I, I could have swore there was one other thing. Okay, so she was the writer of 1917 and also for Edgar Wright's upcoming movie Last Night in Soho. Uh, I love 1917, so that's that's awesome. And uh, the show, okay, yeah, so Disney Plus show, Russian doll writer Leslie Headland is going to write, produce, and act as the showrunner. Uh, but no no uh, indication as to what this show or movie is. But all I got to say is it is a good time to be a Star Wars fan. And the reason for that being not only because I loved Rise of Skywalker, but um, this last arc of Clone Wars, the Siege of Mandalore, is the best uh, Star Wars TV that I've seen. Best little bit of Star Wars TV. So yeah, you could go, oh, okay, The Mandalorian's better. Yeah, as an overall series or, or, or season, The Mandalorian is better than probably most of the Clone Wars if you're looking at them as a full season because a lot of the Clone Wars seasons have little arcs that aren't really consequential to the story and uh, sometimes are not even based in that timeline. They take place before or after because they're they're kind of cl- cobbled together. And the Mandalorian has a couple of episodes that I'm not a huge fan of, but you know the the 4K CGI, all that stuff, Baby Yoda, uh, the fact that it's a Mandalorian, like all of that makes it such so much better. But then if you just look at the Siege of Mandalore arc, the four episode arc, that arc is better than any other Star Wars TV. And I'll fight anybody about that because you get Ahsoka Tano, you get an Ahsoka Tano. I'm actually, I won't say anything about it. If you haven't seen it, the, all I will say is if you were looking for a greater appreciation for the prequel trilogies, uh, I would highly recommend watching all of Clone Wars. Now, if you watched all of Clone Wars, you've been hesitant on this new one, whatever the case may be, this four-issue arc gave me more love for the prequel trilogy. And I already love the prequel trilogy more than most people. But the fact that it tied up so much, it's essentially what 
if you're watching this Clone Wars, it's what happens to Darth Maul, uh, Ahsoka Tano, and Captain Rex. So all three of those people are they're in other shows, they're in Rebels, there there's books about them and whatnot, but we don't ever we never knew what happened during the Siege of Mandalore. It was something that was talked about for a long time. And so we get the answer, and the answer is perfection. That's literally the answer, and I won't say any more than that other than they do such a good job of weaving things in from Revenge of the Sith and kind of tying up all the loose ends to the point where I want an Ahsoka movie. I want an Ahsoka TV show. I want a Darth Maul show, a Darth Maul movie, and I want them to combine all four of these episodes into one movie as well and release it that way, both as the cgi you know clone war show but i also want a live action movie of this because that would be phenomenal as well give it all to me i'll pay a million dollars give it all to me i'll take it all um it was just that good literally mind-blowing and uh, the perfect ending for the clone Wars series so what's next for me uh, i've got an ahsoka book that i picked up i'm excited to read and then i'm going to be watching the star wars rebels uh show and then obviously tonight uh, my wife and i are going to have dinner and watch rise of skywalker so really excited for that but uh, that's where we're at right now. That's where I'm at, and that's where comics and cinema is at. I've been uh, taking advantage as well of some really great sales that Marvel has been doing. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, I think they may still have some free graphic novels on their site for download. But they've also been doing some really good um, like 65% off type sales for a lot of really good stories. So um, there's still a plan to get some comic stuff going, but... Uh, I've just I've been busy, busy, busy. Besides the unpacking, I forgot to mention as well. I am getting I'm working on my master's degree. I've been I've been for a couple of years, so I, I'm I'm busting it all out this year. So I've I've got papers that I write on the weekend, and uh, so I'm just I'm trying to find as much time as I can. I know you guys are are wanting some stuff, so I'm I'm doing my best. But uh, I've got some great now that I'm getting all these downloads of these stories. I'm getting some great stories to be able to share because a lot of them are rereads for me that I haven't read in a while and they're all on marvel unlimited so when we get to that point i will share that and we'll go from there but we've got a good summer coming i can feel it and uh, whether that's a summer all spent inside or a summer where we're slowly coming out of our caves to to check and see things out just know that things are going to be okay uh even when it is darkest just remember there is always a dawn and uh, no matter what is happening to you right now right now is not forever right now is only right now so please remember to stay present to be in this present moment to feel those feelings and uh, know that they will pass and know that things will get better one way or another and that is where i will leave things off so for comics and cinema i'm your host alex klein thanks for listening